So we're getting more cotton with less water. Hello, you are listening to Crop to Top, a cotton info podcast that explores the latest cotton research outcomes. This cotton info podcast is supported by Queensland Department of Agriculture and Fisheries and the Cotton Research and Development Corporation. We're sitting down with researchers, growers and agronomists to get their insights into research development and extension outcomes and how that translates on farm to deliver impact for cotton growers and the wider Australian cotton industry. Welcome to our first episode of Crop to Top. I'm Shana Holman from Cotton Info and Queensland Department of Agriculture and Fisheries. Improving water use efficiency is a high priority for Australian agriculture, especially given the continuing dry conditions. As an industry, we've been focused on gaining more crop per drop. New South Wales DPI, with support from CRDC, have been benchmarking water use efficiency over the past decade. My guests today are part of the New South Wales Department of Primary Industries, Soil and Water R&D in Northern New South Wales. This team's specialised hydrology skills support the profitable and sustainable use of water in agricultural industries in New South Wales. I would like to introduce my two guests, Water Productivity R&D Officer and Cotton Info Irrigation Technical Support, Ben Crawley, and Irrigation Research Officer, Dr David Perovich, to discuss the latest in water use efficiency benchmarking research. Welcome to the show, Ben and David. Thanks, Anna. Good to be here. Yes, thanks. Good to be here. So before we start talking about your research and what you've been finding, who is part of your project team? The team is actually spread right across New South Wales. We've got Robert Hoogers down in Yanko in Huminwagga, Peter Regan in Orange, Jasim in Trangi, Dowie Sun up here in Narrabri with us, and also Marlon McLeod over in Tamworth. So yeah, the team's quite diverse and all across New South Wales. So David, New South Wales DPI, in partnership with CRDC, have been benchmarking water use efficiency and productivity in irrigated cotton over the last decade. What has been the driver behind this benchmarking work and what are the objectives of your project? The original driver of the project was to demonstrate cotton industry's commitment to environmental stewardship, particularly water stewardship. And the cotton industry has done a lot of great progress in terms of water productivity and that story doesn't get across very much in the media, but it that is there. The project is there to collect data and track that progress in water productivity. There's also always been a component of the project that's been about extension and getting the information to growers about best practice water management. And we want to do more and more of that, identifying the drivers and getting those tips to growers on how to improve water productivity even further. The other thing that we have to do more and more is to work on that messaging that Cotton is doing a, a great job in terms of water stewardship. So how many farms were involved in benchmarking in the 2017-18 season survey and what was the process of the surveys to understand a farm's water productivity and water use efficiency? So all up, the benchmarking project included 57 farms. This is across eight valleys in Queensland and New South Wales. And so we went all the way up to central Queensland, the Darling Downs, the Border Rivers, St George, the Guida, Namoy, Macquarie and down south in the Murrumbidgee. Benchmarking involves sending a, a survey out to a grower through mail, email or fax. We collect data on their yield, their total water use, how many times they irrigated, the irrigation dates, the soil type on their farm, the soil moisture deficit at the start and the end of the season, their daily rainfall, all sorts of other stuff as well. 
And we also go into satellites and get the KC values or the growth factors for each of their fields. We put all this into a software package called WaterTrack. We also put in the Latin long of the farm and then the water track gets the best evaporation data closest to the farm. It does all these complex calculations and gives us a bales per megalitre figure. And so we get a breakdown of the efficiencies and inefficiencies on the farm. So how much water the crop used and how much might be lost through evaporation or deep drainage from the storages, channels and drains. So Ben, you mentioned KC value before. A KC value is the potential of a crop to use water and it's determined by the growth stage that plant is at. And evapotranspiration is determined by a whole range of parameters such as wind, solar radiation, temperature, humidity, all sorts of other inputs. In the past I've had growers ask about the difference between water productivity and water use efficiency. Would you be able to explain those terms for us? What some of the differences are when calculating these values as well as the relationship between the two terms? Yeah, so that's a really good question and they are often used interchangeably, but when we talk about water productivity, we focus on how much cotton do you produce for how much water? We express that in bales per megalitre. How many bales did you get per meg? And you can measure that in different ways, either at a field scale where you're looking at how much water went onto that field, how much cotton came off. We focus more on the farm scale when we look at all of the water brought onto farm, and that includes not just your irrigation, but also all the effective rainfall, all the rainfall runoff that was intercepted and put into storage, and stored soil moisture. So part of the component is also how much water you've got sitting in storage and how much you might be losing from evaporation. So it's how productive all of that water on farm is in terms of bales. Water use efficiency is obviously focused on efficiency. How efficient were you with that water? And it's a bit more subjective, I guess. One of the other indices that we benchmark is what's called the whole farm irrigation water use efficiency index. All it's measuring is for all the water that you've got on farm, what proportion of that goes to the crop and is used by the crop. So if you've got a high proportion being used by the crop, you're highly efficient. And we can break that down then into where the inefficiencies are, how much water is lost in evaporation in storages and seepage, how much is lost in field inefficiencies. So you can improve your water productivity by improving your water use efficiency. That's the relationship between the two of them. That's a really great summary, David. Your team has finished analysing the results. What were some of the findings for water productivity and water use efficiency for the 2017-18 season benchmarking survey. So what we found was an improvement in water productivity. The average for the season was 1.2 bales per megalitre. And this is up from 1.1, 1.12 and 1.13 bales per megalitre from the 06, 07, 08, 09 and the 2012 and 2013 seasons. Our best grower had 1.72 bales per megalitre. So that was quite an achievement there. The efficiencies were also up. So approximately 80% of the water on average was used by the crop. So only about a 20% loss through um, evaporation or deep drainage. So a positive result. And what does this mean for the long-term trends of water efficiency and water productivity? Since the last benchmarking from 5, 10 and 12 years ago, we've had a significant improvement in water productivity at 1.2 bales. You might be familiar with this statistic that cotton improved water productivity by 40% over a 10-year period. So that 40%, that the end of that 10-year period was the previous benchmarks. We've improved significantly again above that 40%, is what our latest data is showing us. And 
We've actually gone back to that 40% data and we're updating that statistic and this work will come out later on in the year. But we've been able to show that for data going back to 1989, there's been a continued steady improvement in water productivity over that 30 years. Part of that is driven by yields have increased over that time. We've had new varieties of cotton come in over the last 30 years and obviously the productivity has gone up, so the water productivity goes up with it. But at the same time, water inputs have also gone down. So we're getting more cotton with less water. We can see that rainfall has declined, which is probably no surprise. But we can also see that rainfall runoff that's harvested and put into storage is also significantly declined. And that's an important component of irrigation water. And so the total amount of irrigation water delivered to cotton has significantly decreased, yet yields have gone up. Quite a remarkable achievement, really. That is amazing. So are you able to provide some examples of practices farm design features, or even attitudes across farms that were achieving greater water productivity in the benchmarking project? So one of our growers had a water productivity of around 1.4 bales per megalitre, so that grower was actually well above the average. So I guess some of the key things from that grower was that his mentality was about water and saving water, so he'd always make sure that any damage or any issues with his system was fixed straight away. They chased a bales per megalitre mentality instead of a bales per hectare. His layout of the farm was efficient. All his paddocks were in close proximity to the storages and he could get his water to the paddock and water back to the dam really quickly. And also his storage is efficiency. So we had a deep storage with a small surface area and no dead storage in it. But it's also important to say that he was using bore water, not surface water. So he was able to store it when he needed to and didn't have to store surface water unnecessarily for a long time. And so what we noticed with a lot of other growers was that the main losses were through evaporation from storages and deep drainage. And so this grower really minimised that. And what were some of the drivers that has allowed for this increase in productivity? The productivity increased and the amount of water put in decreased. So obviously yields have gone up because we've got new varieties over the last 30 years. But it's not just the varieties, it's management changes that, that have helped that as well. So that's what's driving the numbers, but what are the practices on farm that we think are really driving that change? And we can see that the efficiencies have really improved over time as well. So when we look at whole farm irrigation efficiency, where we're looking at what proportion of all of your water gets to the crop, that proportion has increased. Historically, the major loss of water on farm is from evaporation and seepage into storages, and that's been 30 to 40% of all water, depending on the region and the time. In our most recent benchmark, we saw it was down to 10%. We're seeing that the water is being managed a lot more efficiently as well. So it's a combination of increased yields, and decreased water inputs because of management improvements, but also more efficient storage and, and use of, of the water that's there. So how do you recommend growers benchmark their water productivity or water use efficiency? It's fairly easy. It's just your bales divided by your megalitres. But the thing to pay attention to is to count all of your megalitres. You might just think about how many megs you put into the field in terms of irrigation, but you're going to miss your rainfall, your soil moisture and the soil moisture that you've utilised. And then also recommend doing it at a whole farm scale, take into account all of the water that you've brought onto farm that you've accessed from your allocated water. Also remember to include harvested rainfall. That's a component that is often missed out as well. And it can make it look like you're being more productive than you really think you are. And think about also the balance period, how long you've got water sitting in storage, and not just from planting to harvest, but how long that water was actually there. And what are the next steps for this work? 
We've just been given funding from the CRDC to continue the project for another three years and we'll now be getting into the rain-fed systems, focusing on the trends and the drivers of water productivity to really try and identify what the best growers are doing to achieve those high productivity values or what's holding some growers back. And we also want to try and shift the culture of growers from not just thinking about the bales per hectare, that's obviously important, but get growers to think about the bales per megalitre as well. And what are some of the benefits for growers considering participating in the benchmarking survey? So on top of calculating your water productivity and looking at that benchmark, what we do is follow the fate of the water on the farm. We can identify where the efficiencies are and inefficiencies and where water productivity could be improved even further. For example, looking at storage, evaporation rates and things like that. The other thing that we provide is we don't just benchmark against the industry standard, but we break it down into a regional level. We can divide it into growers who have similar irrigation systems or who are on similar soil. So you can get a comparison of how you're going compared to people in a similar situation as you, where it's more relevant to your situation. So really the more growers that get involved, the more helpful the comparisons will be for growers that may want to see how they sit compared to their neighbours or those with similar farms? That's right, and the more growers that are involved, the more accurate idea we have of what the average level of performance is, and we get a much clearer idea of how the industry's going and how everyone performing relative to that benchmark. So New South Wales DPI, with support from CRDC, will be benchmarking water use from the 2018-19 season and the 2019 and 20 season. What kind of information do you recommend growers keep or have handy for when they contact you to participate in the benchmarking survey? Yep, so obviously after the yield, how much water they brought into the farm from their bore or the river or the creek, how much rainfall runoff they captured, how much rainfall they had each day, the days they irrigated and how long that irrigation took, the soil type. And we also need to know when growers start filling their dams, how much water was left in the dam at the end of the season, and the start and end soil moisture deficit of the paddocks. All data is kept secured and all the growers and all the reporting is kept anonymous. So what's the best way for growers to get in contact with you to participate or find out more about the benchmarking survey? You can email Ben or myself or go onto the Cotton Info website and find your local REO and contact us through them or they can let you know how to be involved. One thing I didn't mention is we want to have local area meetings where we talk about water productivity and what are the outputs from the project that the growers really want to see so that we can make it more useful for growers. Keep an eye out. Your Cotton Info REO will be able to keep you up to date with those. Thank you so much, Ben and David, for being on the first episode of Crop to Top. Thanks. It was great. Thank you. No worries, thanks for having us. To get in contact with Ben or your local Cotton Info Regional Extension Officer, you can find their details on the Cotton Info website. For more information on the benchmarking water productivity of Australian irrigated cotton, a prime fact is available on the New South Wales DPI website. I'm Shana Holman and thanks for listening to this episode of Crop to Top, a Cotton Info podcast supported by Queensland Department of Agriculture and Fisheries and the Cotton Research Development Corporation. We'll see you next time.